Blog Talk Radio. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am your host. I am the Archbishop, Dr. Marcia Karen Smith Abrams Almasi. It's uh, coming to you live from the United States of America. I want to just say happy Memorial Day to each and every veteran uh, in the United States and around the world that has served this country. Um, I was looking at um, an article that uh, came in um, my view this morning, and it was from Washington Post, and I wanted to just contribute to the African Americans that um, died during the Civil War. It was very, very informative, and they literally, um, the Washington Post um, writer literally showed that the African Americans were the first to create the first Memorial Day back in May um, of 1865, and it was just uh, profound. And I'm dedicating today's broadcast also to um, the late uh, Miss Jessie Thorpe. She was just a, a forerunner that taught me about um, teaching the children about their history. And we had the Afro. She had the Afro um, um, uh, uh, history uh, um, group of teachers, the children, teaching them about their history. And um, I took it over when she decided to go back to get her bachelor's degree at the age of 70 years old. And it was just profound. Um, and I just not knowing anything about drama or anything or theater, um, she brought me all her poems and all her research, dropped it at my door. And um, we started, and I, I only know the word of God. So I mixed in the word of God with the African uh, Afro um, theater group, and I changed the name, of course, it, you know, came um, the African American Children's Theater group, and then I changed it again to my King Service um, uh, Children's Theater and Dance Group, and we just went all over the place, and just, just Miss Jessie Thorpe, so I want to just dedicate today's show to her, because we're talking about black history, and this was a historical moment that happened in May of 1865, so I want to start with scripture reading, of course, we dedicate all our shows to God, the one true and living God, we ask the Holy Spirit to come on into this place, amen, and to just to take, you know, um, the full, full authority um, to rule and super rule as we move forward, and I, I have to open up um, the other line, I'm going to open up the TV side. So we can um, just do just that, um, you know, just um, be, you know, greet others that uh, um, respond uh, to the word of God on on the video side of the world because some people do the radio side, but then there's many people who um, respond also to the, the video um, in the other platforms. So I'm going to just give me a moment while I um, key up that show, um, and then we'll get started. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let me play uh, a soundtrack that um, is by and like Jeff Majors. I really love um, just listening to this 
psalm. It's the Psalms 23, the 23rd Psalm by Jeff Majors. And I can't get enough of this, how he was able to really put King David's word into sound um, and um, in, in the 21st century so I can hear it. So let's listen in to the soundtrack. Love Talk Radio.
Good morning. You are listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, and we have we have our pastor on the phone. Blog Talk Radio.
to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, and we have we have our pastor on the phone this morning, Chief Apostle Dr. Mary Frances Osborne, and she will lead us in prayer. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Apostle Mercer. Praise God, and God bless your ministry. Praise God, and just thanking God for another day, another Sunday that God has allowed you and I and everybody, praise God, amen, to be in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are so grateful. We are so thankful, because when we woke up this morning, we didn't have no doubt. And God, we come today with the spirit of repentance. Ask your God to forgive us for all of our sins. In the precious name of Jesus, that it don't stand before us in the day of judgment. Lord, you said in your word, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit has to say. Let the people of God hear what's coming through this woman of God today. A great woman in God. A woman that God has called and appointed to do this work. We ask your God to bless the radio listeners in the name of Jesus. Oh God, hallelujah. We want your spirit to move this morning in the name of Jesus. Get us out of self uh, and let the Holy Ghost move. Uh, we thank you, God. Uh, amen, amen. Uh, for everybody all over the world, uh, good God Almighty, uh, we thank you uh, for Archbishop this morning uh, that made a way uh, for us to be on radio. Uh, we ask your God to bless her uh, and bless her family, uh, bless her surroundings uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, then, oh God, uh, I feel led to pray, uh, not just uh, hallelujah uh, for a part uh, but there's a special prayer. Uh, somebody said, well, look like she's praying. Uh, everything is about a part of mercy. But no, no, no. Uh, it's all about God this morning. It's a God to take her up. Uh, good God Almighty this morning uh, with the word of God. Uh, anoint a glory to God from on high. Let us speak what thus says the Lord. Uh, whatever she been through, God. Uh, we got our foot on the devil's neck. Uh, no weapon no weapon formed against her and shall prosper. Bless her family, oh God. Bless her family one by one. You know all about in this morning. Calling on your holy and righteous name. We speak to that demon that try to come up against her. We speak to that demon, that adversary, good God Almighty. But we want the devil to know, amen, she's called and qualified from the Holy Ghost. Move your hand this morning all over the world and the people of God on this broadcast. 
let them know uh, that you love them, God, uh, and that you care. Uh, but, God, you're looking for sanctified folks. Uh, you're looking for people that's living right. Uh, good God Almighty, I call uh, heaven down this morning uh, to that fornicator, uh, to that adulteress, uh, to that liar, uh, to that one God uh, that don't, <laughs> God, that think you don't see them. Hallelujah. To that alcoholic, to that prostitute, to that backslider. It's time now to live for God. It's time to do what God called us to do. Good God Almighty. Yeah. All that sin comes short of the glory. We know what the word says, but we don't keep dwelling on that. Because them that know to do good and don't do, going to be whipped with a minute strike. I want you, God, to move this morning on that backslider, that backslider from your God. Talk to the mind. Talk to their hearts in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you know all about this world. You know all about the president and first lady. Good God Almighty. You know all about them. You know all about them. Uh-huh. Biden, vice president, and her husband. Keep them covered in your blood. Watch over them. Protect them, Lord, because we're in their hands, too. Lord, no weapon formed against them. Shall prosper. Then we want you to journey in every state, every country, everywhere, Lord. Anybody that raise his head up. We bind them up this morning. We bind them up this morning. The bullets going around Killing people, destroying babies, destroying adults. We bind that devil up, that murder spirit. In the name name of Jesus, move your hand this morning, God. You know how to do it, Lord. All in the school. Schools, Lord. Young people shooting people. Old people shooting people. Killing them with knives. God, you're not in that. But we want you to move this morning. And remember every ministry, God. Bless this morning. Keep us, Lord. And we shall be kept. Hold us into your arms, God. Don't let us go. Because we want to do right. We're trying to do right. I hear the devil saying, "Uh uh-huh, they think they're better. No, but we're trying to do better. We're trying to live the word of God. Because in the word of God, there's a hiding place. Yeah, Lord, move your hands today. Move right now. Hey, Kobo, get all in the hot spinner, all in the nursing home. There'll be a shaking going on. Get them out to sick beds. Let them have a testimony. Bless the doctors and the nurses. Good God Almighty, we rebuke the spirit of corona in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you for our early rising this morning, seeing another day that we've never seen before. We love you, God, and we thank you. We bless you.
Amen, amen, amen. We just want to give a shout-out to Chief Apostle um, uh, Dr. Mary. Uh, that was um, praying um, for us on this great Memorial Day. Uh, we just want to celebrate all uh, to all you veterans and all you uh, Air Force, Force, Mighty Force, <laughs> and the Army, uh, the Army of One. I'm not sure if they've updated their slogan. Um, I want to say a shout out to all our Marines, Marine Corps, men and women. And we want to say a shout out to all of the sailors, the Navy, um, all the Coast Guards, and all those that have served this great country in many wars. I want to read, um, as I said, a historical um, uh, black history um, event for the first Memorial Day in the history of the United States was started by the African uh, American now. Um, Some were Africans that were enslaved and those that fought in the Civil War. So... Let me put this thing on here. <laughs> Try and do this. And um, I just was. Um, I just want to send kudos out to Washington Post. So I'm going to read verbatimly this um, this historical um, message from the Washington Post, uh, and it reads. Uh, and again, I'm going to. Um, give honor to the great Miss Jessie Thorpe. So the title of this post is um, that's found in the Washington Post that is located in Washington, D.C. Uh, it says, Black people may have started the Memorial Day. Whites erased it from history. And the story is written by Donald, um, and I'm going to spell his name so I don't uh, mispronounce it. Um, it's B E A U L I E U. Um, that's uh, um, Bulu. Okay, and um, please correct me if if I uh, am in error. And it depicts a, a photo that's in the Library of Congress of the Black people um, that um, they made a Memorial Day, and it says white erased it from history. And this happened on May the 1st, 1864. It says, on May 1st, 1864, thousands of newly freed black people gathered in Charles, Carolina for what may have been the national and the nation's first Memorial Day celebration. Attendees held a parade and put flowers on the graves of Union soldiers who had helped liberate them from slavery. Amen. That's why we we fight for freedom. Little sidebar. We fight, we fight, we fight for freedom. And we honor all these men that died in 18... 65. Amen? 
So I'm going to turn now to the Word of God, and then we'll come back to read the rest of this article, very powerful history, um, that I believe the African-American disbarment needs to um, recognize and honor the, the fallen soldiers. Um, they were, some were um, enslaved, and they joined the, the powers that be, the Union Army, to fight against slavery. Amen? Some were free black men, but, you know, it's just amazing. So let's turn to the Word of God, and, and I'm, I'm just reading just a, a little promise that God has given us, and I'm going to stay on that um, for quite some time. And I'm calling all overseers to come forward to help me to help God's people throughout the United States of America on this Memorial Day, May 29, 2023. The Word of God reads from Genesis chapter 8, and it says, the son of promise. It says that the Lord appeared to him by the entry vine tree of Marais, and he was, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day, so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And he saw them, and he ran from the tent door to meet them. Amen? Okay. Verse number two continued section three. Um, section uh, B, section B, and he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Verse 3, Genesis 18, verse 3 says, and said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, ran out of water. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Excuse me for that. Verse 3 again says, And said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and the rest. Yeah, it's in there. It's, yeah, yeah, the date, daytime one. Um, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and the rest and rest yourself under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your heart. After that, you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. These were the angels of God, and God himself came to visit with Abram. Ain't that something? God himself visited with man face to face. Verse 6 says, so Abraham, um, he hurried into his tent to Sarah and said, 
quickly, quickly make ready three measures of fine meal, um, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, and he took a tender, good calf, uh, and he gave it to a young man, um, and he hastened to prepare it. Verse 8 says, so he, he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had prepared, and he set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Amen? Um, verse 9 says, then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. So Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah were old and well advanced in age. And Sarah, I laugh every time I read this. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. And uh, therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. She didn't laugh out loud, y'all. She laughed inside. You know, she chuckled inside. It probably you couldn't even hear it. You know how you, you know, you think of something and, you, you know, it's just like funny to you. So that's what she did. Inside her own self, she had a, a thought of laughter, right? So... Verse 12 says, therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? (laughs) Verse 13, and the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I surely be a child since I am old? Verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, at the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. <laughs> the guy got indignant, man. He was upset. <laughs> and she laughed at the, the, the words that came out of his mouth. Um, so... Okay, one second. I just got a text message. Okay, so moving on. um, Genesis chapter 18, verse 3, And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. Now, she didn't laugh out loud, so that's probably a truth, okay? But she laughed within herself. And God knows your thoughts, even your thoughts. So you guys got to be careful what you even think about, man. I'll be taking you. I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. Amen. Amen. So that that's the scripture. That's part of it. Um, 
the promise that I want to hone in on and I'm asking all overseers to come forward to help me to help God's people is we're going to jump down to verse 32 on Genesis chapter 18. And verse 32, and again, I'm reading from the New King James um, Bible, all right? So it's more prevalent with the, you know, English, you know. So verse 32 says, then he said, now let not the Lord be angry. So he here is Abraham. Abraham is still seeking. He's seeking the God and he's basically negotiating a point. And God told him that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, so he kept on negotiating down. So he said, I will speak, but once more, suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I, he now, that the speaker now here is God. He said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So that's the promises. I'm going to hold God to. And if you don't have your own Bible, you can see it for yourself. You know, I'm going to make it as clear as possible. Can you see it? Kind of blurry, huh? Um, can you see it? I will not destroy it. Kind of blurry from you. But if you if you can, you can go online. You can Google it. <laughs> you can Google anything nowadays. Amen. So Genesis chapter 18, verse 32, section um, B, where God promised, just for the sake of 10, I will not destroy. So I need overseers to come help me and to just minister to 10 people. That's just your family, really. You know, you, your wife, um, your mom, your dad, if you have a child, one child, if you have two child you know, um, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, just 10. That being said, let's go back to, in history, dealing with Memorial Day, because today is Memorial Day, and it's lightning and thunder, and it's going crazy outside, man. You know, it's rumbling up there in the heavens. So I'm reading from the Washington Post, article that was um, uh, um, print uh, on for Memorial Day um, recognition of Army soldiers, the Union Army soldiers that died there. And this is really, really amazing to me because as a military person and as an Army person and also Air Force, <laughs> as a military um, a warrior, um, and wearing the uniform, these are the men and women, this, these are the men that fought for freedom so that I could wear the uniform, you know, um, and what they had to go through. So let's start uh, from the, um, the reading. Now, I didn't, you know, write to the Washington Post and write to them, say, hey, I'm, I need to broadcast this. I didn't ask for permission or anything like that. So I'm just reading because this is um, public um, information. And with it being in public domain, I have the right to read, and I just like to read to my people. <laughs> so I don't think I'll have any litigation, but if we do, I'll see you in court. So it says, on May 1st, 1865, 
thousands of newly freed black people gathered in Charleston, South Carolina, for what was uh, and may have been the nation's first Memorial Day celebration. The um, Now, the title of this article written by, I'll just say his first name, um, uh, Donald, um, is Black People May Have Started Memorial Day, period. White erased it from history, period. Wow. That's a, that's, a, that's, a get, that's a hook there, you know, get your attention. And then below it is a picture of the, the graveyard, um, the mass graveyard with um, the headstones. Ain't that something? But before the headstones happened, man, there were no headstones. It was just a mass grave. Amen. Look at this, man. Wow. History. Our history. We American, African American need to recognize these people and their family. This is legacy, man. This is generational legacy and history, the rich history of the African people. These were African people that were enslaved in America that served the Union Army. Man, that's the bomb. These were not African American. These were African men. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's, let's, let's continue to read. I'm excited about this, right? So it says that, <clears throat> that in, in Charleston, South Carolina, what may have been the nation's first Memorial Day celebration, attendees held a parade and put flowers on the grave of Union soldiers who had helped liberate them from slavery. That's, that's, that's a dap right there. That's a Amen. Praise God. This is 1865. That's not too long ago, y'all. That is like, really? Let me do some math. I love calculating. Today is uh, May 29th, 2023, right? So when I go into my little calculator and I do my math, <clears throat> And uh, it, 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 you know, like I said, it, it, it's just, it's just a, such a powerful. I put in 2023 and I subtract 1865, which is the year that this all happened. That's only 158 years ago. America is just, it's, it's less than 300 years old, right? It's 200 plus, right? But 158 years ago, this, 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 this scene. Um, unfolded there in South Carolina, man, Charleston. So the, it says the attendees held a parade and put flowers on the grave of the Union soldiers who had helped liberate them from slavery. The event took place three weeks after the Civil War surrender of the Confederate General Robert E. Lee and two weeks after the assassination of the President Abraham Lincoln, man, this is like, I know about the, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, I'm a staunch Republican because of Abraham Lincoln liberating and doing the Emancipation Proclamation to liberate the slaves in uh, America. America can be free. I'm telling you this, this is some history. I'm like so excited. This should be too. 
the surrender Confederate Army man, who was the general, the Confederate general, General Robert E. Lee. These are the things that I read about in my history book growing up. I know about Robert Lee, and I knew, you know, about the uh, Union Army, you know, Grant. Oh, my goodness. And I knew about Abraham Lincoln. But I did not know about, and I knew about the Civil War and the black soldiers and all, you know, we see, you know, lots of pictures and we hear about all kind of stuff going on. Um, I, I remember the Tuskegee Airmen, um, you know, the first fight um, black uh, um, pilots that were the bomb, man. <laughs> they were dangerous. They were fierce. You know, and know about Tuskegee Airmen uh, because I was in the Air Force. So they always, you know, really celebrate that. But I did not know about all these people that died in the Civil War and this grave situation, uh, you know, unmarked grave then turned into marked grave. So let's continue reading history. It was a remarkable moment in the United States history at the nexus of war and peace, destruction and reconstruction, servitude and emancipation. But the day would not be remembered as the first Memorial Day. In fact, the white Southerners made sure that for more than a century, that means a hundred years, a century, the day was not remembered at all. It was a kind of erase from public memory, as David Light, a history professor at Yale University, quoted, the contested Confederate roots of Memorial Day. So in February 1865, okay, so that was May 1st, okay, so this, this, you know, so earlier in that year, in February 1865, Confederate soldiers withdrew from Charleston after the Union had bombarded it with offshore cannon fire for more than a year and began to cut off supply lines. The city surrendered to the Union Army, leaving a mass, massive population of free, formerly enslaved people. And you know what? Juneteenth is coming up. Some people in Texas didn't even know they were free. Oh, my God. The word went out, but some people didn't believe it. You know, you know, we got a lot of doubt and Thomas is happening, you know. And some people are like, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> As they say in North Carolina, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. They always say that because I got a big mouth. Why don't you be quiet? You talk too much. No, I got to open up my mouth because God gave me a vocal cord to praise his holy name. And I praise God's people, the black people, man the black race, the African death bar, man, which I'm a part of. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm also, you know, Indian, and I'm also, you know, I got some, you know, white, you know, Anglo-Saxon in me too, but I'm just glad to be a part of black power, man. 
Let's continue reading. Next paragraph says, also left in the wake of the Confederate evacuation where the graves of more than 250 Union soldiers buried without coffin behind the judge's stand of the Washington race course, a Charleston horse track that had been converted into an outdoor prison for captured Northerners. The conditions were brutal, and most of those who had died succumbed to exposures or disease. In April, about two dozen of Charleston's freed men volunteered to disinter the body and reburied them in rows of marked graves surrendered by a or surrounded by a wooden uh, freshly white washed fence. According to the newspaper's account from that time, and and then we have another picture of the the uh, race uh, course, the, the judges stand, the, the former prison. Um, here is the clubhouse at the Charleston um, re, uh, race course, race course where union officers, union officers find uh, in April of 1865. So they were confined even up to that time, you know, May 1st, 18. Uh, 65, dealing with this mass grave thing. Uh, Excuse me. So um, next paragraph says, then on May 1st, about 10,000 people, formerly um, or mostly enslaved people, okay? Okay, mostly formerly enslaved people, (laughs) turned out for a memorial service that free people had organized uh, along with the abolitionists and the journalists on James Redpath and some white missionaries and teachers uh, from the North. Redpath described the day in the New York Tribune as such a procession of friends and uh, mourners as South Carolina or the United States never had seen before. Next paragraph. It said that the day's event began around 9 a.m. with a parade led by about 2,800 black school children who had just been enrolled in the new school bearing armful of flowers. They marched around the horse track and entered the cemetery's gate under an arc with letters that read, Matries of the Race Course. Hmm. The school children proceeded through the cemetery and distributed the flowers on the gravesite. 
The other attendees entered the cemetery <clears throat> with even more flowers as the school children sang songs, including the Star Spangled Banner and John Brown's Body. When all had left, Redpart wrote, the holy mount, the top, the side, and the space between them were one mass of flowers. Not a speck of earth could be seen. And as the the, the breeze uh, waved the sweet perfume from them, outside and beyond to the sympathetic multitude, they were full of eyes among those who knew the meaning of the ceremony that were not dim with tears of joy. I'm going to um, click over to um, a section that, that deals with the Star Spangled Banner and see what that says because it's highlighted. So let me see real quick. The ugly reason the Star Spangled Banner didn't come become our national anthem for ceremony. Hmm. Uh, I guess that's another that's another article. We'll we'll read that another day. <clears throat> Okay, so in 1865, thousands of black South Carolinians signed a 54-foot-long freedom petition. Wow. It says that the dedicated and the dedication ended with prayer and Bible verses from local black ministers followed by speeches from the Union officers and the Northern missionaries, a picnic on the uh, race course and drill by Union um, infantrymen, including some Africans and the African-American regiments. Observation didn't end until sundown. And then Blythe said the event was forgotten, not right away. But within a few decades, any recollection persisted uh, merely as a, 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 a rumor in verbal um, anecdotes. The reason, he said, is that by the middle of the end of the Reconstruction, the black folks of the Charleston were not uh, creating a public memory of that city. The Southern general who struck with the Union in the uh, in, in the Civil War, it says a portrayal of the Civil War and its aftermath was controlled in the South by groups such as the United Daughters of the Confederacy and the Ladies Memorial Association, also as Confederate veterans, Blight said. Next paragraph. The daughters of the Confederacy were the guardians of the narrative, said Damon uh, Fordham, an uh, adjunct professor of history at the Citadel 
a military college in Charleston. And much of that was skewed towards the Confederate point of view. And then there's a, a photo of Charleston um, Post Office in 1865. All these photos are found in uh, the Library of Congress, if you want to go and, and view these. Like Chronicles, in 1865, Charleston rival in his 2001 book, Race and Reunion, the Civil War in American Memory. Based on evidence of and that for him helped him uncover, Blight had been researching the books in 1999. And in an archive of the library at Harvard University, um, when he found the collection of paper written by Union veterans that contain the description of the May 1st, 1865 event in Charleston. It is the description was accurate, Blythe said, and he knew that that event in Charleston described his own full commentary and commentation just because of the pigmency of it, um, the sheer scale of it. But full, but first he said um, to collaborate it, one of the first places he uh, contacted was the um, Avery's Research Center for African American History and Culture at the College of Charleston. I called up the curator there, Blight said, and he recalled and he said, I just found that in a collection of veteran material, have you ever heard of this story? And the guy said, no, that never happened. <laughs> the guy was for him, who at the time was a graduate student at the college and a research assistant at Avery. Despite his doubt, Foreman knew that the center had a microfilm of the Charleston Courier, a daily newspaper from that time. So he checked it. After about two hours later, he called me back and he said, oh, my God, here it is, Blythe said. It was the Courier's article from May 2nd, 1865, describing this extravagant, extravagant, um, parade of the old planters uh, race course. Blight went on to find more proof, including the illustration of the cemetery that was published in Harper's Weekly in 1867. Pretty soon I had all these sources that no one had ever bumped into. So one thing kept leading to another, he said, but even people in Charleston said, no, never heard of it. That shows the power of erasure of public memory over time. And then there's another picture here, um, as stated, May 18th, 1867, Harper's Weekly, and you see the um, cemetery, you know, the, the grave stones and, and you have, um, it's, you know, grass is everywhere and the white picket fence. Okay. 
And it says, an illustration of the Union Prisoners Cemetery in Charleston, published in Harper's Weekly two years after May 1965 celebration. I continue reading. It says, in the book, Blight describes a 1960, a 1916 letter written by the president of the Ladies Memorial Association in Charleston repli- replying to an inquiry about May 1st, 1865 parade. A union daughter of the Confederate official wanted to know if it was true that blacks and their white abolitionist friends had engaged in such a um, brutal a burial uh, ritual or burial rite, uh, he wrote. Miss S.C. Beckwith responded teasingly, I regret that I was unable to gather any official information in answer to this. The next paragraph. In 1880, the bodies of the Union soldiers, the matry of the race course, were exhumed and moved to Beaufort Memorial Cemetery. The horses, the horse track closed shortly after that, and this 60 acre of land became Hampton Park, named the Wade Hampton the Third, named for Wade Hampton the Third a Confederate general and Charleston's narrative who became a governor of South Carolina in 1876. Hampton enslaved nearly 1,000 people before the war, and his governorship was supported by the red shirt and white um, paramilitary group that violently suppressed the black vote. After slavery, black people desperately searched for families through newspaper ads. By the end of the century, no vestige of the race course, the cemetery, or the 1865 parade remained or remained. More spring grave site memorials followed the one in Charleston. Several occurred in towns across the country in the spring of 1866, and many of these places, such as Columbus, Mississippi, whose memoration became annual, a claim to have held the original memorial observation. Officially, the nation recognized Memorial Day as having started in Waterloo, New York. In Charleston, the freed people didn't have the power to deploy an annual tradition after 1865, but the city now recognized it, regardless as the holiday's birthday and birthplace. On May 1, 1865, a parade to honor the Union War dead took place here, read a state historical marker erected in Hampton Park in 2017. The event marked the earliest celebration of what became known as Memorial Day. Amen. All right, so again, I read this article, which was found in the Washington Post. Uh, It was written today's date, um, May 29, 2023, 
And the story writer um, and author article is Donnell Bulu, uh, and I'll spell his last name, B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. And I salute you, Washington Post, to, to publish this. I, I am very, very, very impressed because some, so many times I hear, you know, really bad things about the Washington Post that they, you know, they, they don't support um, the African-American death bar. I've heard that over and over. Just you know, people just are, are blatant about it that they have one side point of view. But this is a very powerful article, and I give my thumbs up and kudos. I mean, that's my personal opinion. I'm only one vote, but I, I thank God for this this historical fact um, that Memorial Day that we celebrate today was started by um, the Union soldiers, the Africans that were uh, free um, after the war. Some were slaves, and they fought the war with the Union Army. And, um, and, and some black men were freedmen, but they, 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 were, they took authority. And in their strength, we won the Civil War um, that made America free. You know, and, and and Abraham Lincoln, the reason why he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, he knew he was going to lose his life, but he loved this country so much, you know, and he did not want to see the, the, the dividing of the nation, the splitting. This civil war was the actual thing that was going to divide this nation completely, the North versus the South, you know, and um, it was really... Um, he sacrificed his life, so my salute to um, the Honorable Abe, uh, the lawyer, you know, and um, the President of the United States. I, I am very proud, um, you know, of his accomplishments. Now, Abraham Lincoln was no way in love with any slave, okay? It is, you know, so whether you're Republican or Democrat, let me put it very clearly, my point is, is he signed the Emancipation of Proclamation, you know, to free a people, a race, you know, a culture, a community. And that, I believe, he showed the greatest love that anyone could um, do for a friend, you know, like Jesus Christ, you know, God himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish which I have everlasting life. And God is saying here in, in Genesis, you know, that my overseers, listen, I need you. If you just take care of 10 people and point them to God, you know, just 10, that's you and your people. God said, I will not destroy a community. I will not destroy a county. I will not destroy a, a, a township. I will not destroy a nation because of the 10. God loves us so much. But you see, it's great love that creates this freedom that we live and we are able to enjoy here in America. And even today, many young people are graduating from high school, right, and they're going in to serve in the United States Department of Defense, right? They're 17, 16, some are 18, you know, and, and, and also older Individuals also, you know, graduate from college, go in to be officers in the military services. I salute you all. 
for the sacrifice that you've given up your family, your friends, and all of that for this freedom which we fight. I salute the men that died there and uh, that, that fought the Union um, you know, Army, that fought the Confederate Army to free America. Because it was not, it was more than just enslaving the people. America itself was was bombarded with this issue, um, and it was very severe, very 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 severe. And because of the fight that they fought, I am free today to be able to speak very clearly across the world wide web, and and speak God's word, freedom of religion, you know freedom of thought, just freedom. So I thank God for every man and woman that that gave the ultimate sacrifice from Abraham Lincoln to Jesus Christ, you know, every soldier from the Air Force to the Army to the Navy to the Marine to the, the Coast Guard. And the, the thing is, our, all of our family are part of that network. All of the family of America, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Asian, um, uh, you know, from all nations, whether you're Indian, you know, um, American Indian, um, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Jew, whether you're Greek, um, the Gentiles, as the Bible talks about, all nations, whether you're Italian, uh, Sicilian, um, oh, my goodness from South America, from Panama Canal, you know, all nations are here in America and all nations have served this great country from Afghanistan, you know, from uh, the the Caribbean islands to all the 53 countries in Africa, a member have served in the American Armed Forces, the Department of Defense, the whole world, man. Uh, from Switzerland, from um, Wales, Finland, United Kingdom, they have served not the Royal Army, but the American Army, the American Armed Force Department. Oh, my goodness. And I salute also the civilians that that makes up the the Department of Defense. Very quiet, you know. It seems like they don't get celebrated at all, really. But they, they do some great work behind the scenes to support our troops. I thank God for the Veterans Administration. I thank God for every post out there, um, the war-wounded veterans. Um, you know, I, I just thank God for all of you that are active and that are um, um, ready, the ready um, individual, ready reserve, <laughs> ready and waiting. <laughs> I thank God for our Commander-in-Chief currently, President uh, Joe Biden, you know, I thank God for all the administration from the top to the bottom. I salute you all this Memorial Day, and I pray that you will just just hug someone, you know, literally. You know, thank each American, because you never know if their, their son or their daughter has served. I know my family on every side has served in this um, military right? Um, my father's side, my mother's side, you know, um, my husband, um, my former husband, all of them have served this great, 
great nation. I have served. Um, and my son has served, you know. And I believe the rest of my generation to come will serve, you know, for freedom. We will fight. We fight. My daughter, my daughter-in-law have served in this um, army. Amen. And um, my cousins have served in the Navy. My cousins have served in the Marines. Um, my 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 father that is alive, my my stepfather, uh, for my former um, marriage, has served in the Navy. Um, <clears throat> I have cousins who have served in in the submarines. Everything, every part, every aspect of the government, we have served this nation. So um, I know there's some people who want to burn the American flag and you know want to do all kind of things. Um, you know, and some people are, are angry because, you know, they feel that their position is, is the right position. But I just thank God for freedom. Because of freedom, they can have that opinion. Praise God and bless his holy name. Yeah, so I pray for America. So let me pray. I'll pray us out. Enjoy Memorial Day with your family. Um, it's, it's, I'm on the East Coast. It's raining today. Um Usually people have barbecue and all kind of other stuff, parades goes on. Uh, but Memorial Day weekend has been going on since Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all of that. Today is Monday. But God bless you all. I thank God for all the men and women of God who serve in a, another army, the army of God, you know. And I salute every woman, you know, woman of God that serve their posts and their chaplains, all that you do you know, the prison ministry and so many other things, um, the postman, the postwoman, the mail carrier, you are doing great job, man. And I, I just, I'm just so proud of each and every one of you. And um, if I've offended anyone in any way throughout all of the years that I've broadcast since 2000, um, please forgive me because I only want the best for America, uh, for America to stand in righteousness and holiness, that God can keep his promise to me. I will not destroy for the ten. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he give you peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray for all those that are in bereavement right now who lost a family member during this season, during this month. I pray for them. I lost my mother during the month of May. I pray for everyone that has lost someone that they love, a husband, um, a wife, a, a child, um, you know, um, you know, a, a, a son or a daughter, or a niece, a nephew, an uncle, auntie, a kinsman, a friend, you know, a colleague, a worker. Um, I pray for those that are in bereavement right now. Lord God, that you'll heal those people, Lord God, heal their hearts. Heal their mind, heal their soul, heal their spirit. Comfort them. Holy Spirit, you are the great comforter. Comfort them right now where they are. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, heal them through the blood of Jesus Christ. By your stripes, Lord God, we are healed. This nation is healed. We're, 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 we, we want to say forgive all the people as we learn to forgive one another, as we learn to forgive ourselves for the wrongs that we've done to other people and the wrongs that we've done to ourselves. We thank you, Lord God, for this day, this Memorial Day in the United States of America. 
2023. And again, I want to salute the Washington Post and Donald for that great article who celebrated the Civil War um, uh, Union soldiers who died and fought for freedom. And um, they died on the Union side, but people also died on the Confederate side. It's a great memorial um, uh, celebration, and uh, we honor each and every one. God bless you. And I'm out, and I will be broadcasting again real soon. See you. God bless you all, and have a great day. Enjoy your